welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and I am joined tonight by uh, electronic bass artist uh, whose latest EP uh, came out in November, Shimmer and Total Annihilation. And uh, um, he dropped a lot of other music uh, in the last year as well, which I'm excited to talk to him about. Um, and uh, he's coming to me uh, from Los Angeles. And uh, we're going to talk about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does. James Deese, thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you. How are you? Great. How are you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm great. Uh, I had a very productive day. What did you do today? Uh, I worked for my day job. Oh, sure. What do you do? Uh, I work at a music publishing firm. It's called the Administration MP and Administration Music Rights. Okay, sure. It sounds like uh, it sounds like you're in the right place to be doing that kind of work. Yeah, it's it's kind of um, kind of like the flip side to what I do as far as music writing and production and everything. So it's just basically collecting and allocating royalties to music artists. Are you a coffee drinker? I used to drink a lot of coffee and uh, the anxiety levels. I got to watch that, so. I feel that. I I drink too much coffee. Like, I, I, music, I'm, I write for, for the Milwaukee music scene um breaking and entering and uh to cover as much music drop that drops in the milwaukee scene requires a lot of caffeine yeah i could imagine <laughs> yeah absolutely well what we talk about on mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and so um so james i've been familiar with you for for a little while now um you know i've been having uh more djs and uh, electronic music artists uh, on the show to join me. But one thing I particularly like remember about you is like from our interactions online is that the same scene in RoboCop is exactly what fucked us up as kids. Yes, I know exactly which scene you're referring to. <laughs> Dude, I will never watch that movie again. Uh, after I was nine years old, that shit fucked me up, man. I slept on my mom's floor for a month. Yeah, I I feel like I watched that movie uh, way too young of an age for when it came out. I I think I, what year did that come out? Like eighty seven. I yeah, I would have been like way too young, like six years old, maybe five. Yeah, man. So yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you if you wanted to talk about that particular scene. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's it's like, I I can't. I don't, I don't think I can. Um, I mean, it's just like the thing. The thing about RoboCop is like that movie fucked up a lot of people. I know, but it's a matter of which scene it was that fucked you up. That's always like the conversation that's different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man, that I say I liked violent movies. 
like I loved like the Terminator movies when I was younger. Yeah, so I thought, I, yeah, but I and I thought I would like RoboCop, but uh, it it had a little bit of a different effect. Yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was intense. Mm-hmm. We can just leave it at that. Um, so uh, James, I'm excited to talk to you about um, all the music that you've gotten last year. But first, uh, let's take it back a little bit. So you're originally from Milwaukee, right? Yes, I was born in Milwaukee. Um, what uh, what part of the city uh, did you grow up in? Uh, well, I was born in downtown Milwaukee, and I grew up on the east side. And then my family moved uh, up towards like the north north area, like around like Good Hope. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I. I, I grew up in like both those areas. Sure. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I guess I'd love to hear a little bit about like, you know, when you were younger, uh, when you were a kid, um, what, what was kind of like the role that music played in your life? Like, what did you grow up listening to? I, I think about that a lot, actually, like as of recently. And I feel like, my older brother's music selection had a huge influence on me because it was like, you know, I was younger and I was like, okay, what, like, what, where do I find music or, you know, unless it was like listening to things that my parents like to listen to. And, uh, you know, like my mom, she was into, she likes classic rock. But she was also a huge fan of like Motown and uh, Quincy Jones and, you know, things like that, like newer R&B styles at the time in the 80s and 90s. But like through my brother, I, you know, I listened to all sorts of things that we weren't supposed to be listening to, but, uh, you know, my my parents didn't really care about that, like music censorship and things like that. That were like around that time, it was uh, becoming like an issue with like certain like gangster rap. That was like huge, uh, like um, censoring, like they started putting like parental advisories on certain albums and uh, my my parents didn't really care about that, so we had like uh, like digital underground, NWA, but uh, also you know like Guns and Roses. That was also another band that, that was pretty controversial at the time. That but I enjoyed listening to as well. So that's a pretty uh. Sounds like a pretty eclectic taste. To go yeah. With. So I guess, when did you like, uh, what was your inception into like electronic music? I, I'd say like mid nineties, probably. I started first producing music in, I'd say like first 96 or 97 when um, I bought a 
sampler. And that was like the, the first, that was like my first go at producing my own music, which basically was just sampling other music and kind of like putting it together. But then once I had bought a drum machine, which also had uh, like a synthesizer involved, then I started writing my own music. So yeah, that was like in like late nineties, I'd say. Okay. Oh, that's actually like my favorite era of electronic music is like mid nineties. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, like artists such as, I'd say like the prodigy for sure. Oh yeah. They, they, were, they had a huge influence on me with using like a lot of breakbeat elements to it which was uh that was like the style at the time yeah i even hear it coming back a little bit right now oh yeah sure yeah i love the prodigy um yeah are you um were you into like massive attack i did yeah i, I listened to some massive massive attack and uh portis had yeah I love that shit. Yeah. I love trip Yeah. Um, great. Well, that's that's dope. That's a great era to like really kind of be getting into it. So how did you what kind of like uh brought you to the next level into like playing shows or gigs and like releasing music? Like how did it kind of start up from there? Um like it's as far as like performing live, it it came down to just like meeting certain people at the like at a certain point i was living out on the east coast for a while i went to school out there i went to uh high school and college out there and at that point i wasn't performing really at all but i had moved back to Milwaukee in 2007 and um, just, you know, I, I started going out to like shows and meeting certain people. And uh, one of my old homies, Chris Varakis, is uh, somebody who kind of like played a pretty big part in that because he ended up like buying uh, his own venue, but like even way before that, we were uh, kind of like making our own DJ nights and like booking certain events and things like that. And I, I was like, you know, always like right there with him on those things. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then, you know, through that, I, I'd met a lot of other people who were very influential, like on the scene as well in Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, that's, that's super dope. Um, do you remember like the first release you ever put out? Uh, like independently or like through a label? Um, independently is fine. I, th I think like independently 
I did uh, an EP in 2014. Okay. But that that's as James Deese, but like I had some other projects that I had uh, released independently that were uh, it was it was kind of like industrial music and I re-released those also as James Deese like around 2016 I'd say oh yeah that's dope I love industrial music too yeah it, it's just, like it's one of those projects that I I just feel like it was like a huge part of you know like my my uh my uh catalog so like I just you know I, I didn't really feel like just leaving it behind yeah and that's so James Deese isn't your real name. That's just your stage name. Yes, correct. And so, where did where did the name come from? <laughs> I, it's kind of like it's kind of like an evolved joke. It, I mean, it, <clears throat> it it had to do with like a uh, something like an like internet router that we had. So like. I, uh, it, we had this like joke about like things like just are decent, like it's like, oh, that's kind of decent, and then like whatever. And then so somebody called me like instead of JB, that's my real name, they said JDs. And then like I changed this like internet connection thing to, <laughs> to like James Vanderdees, like the actor. But like it's instead of Vanderbeek, it's Vanderdees, and then yeah. like, yeah. So it, I, it's just like this weird, like evolved inside joke kind of thing, and uh, it's just kind of stuck. It's just like, it's ridiculous, but yeah. I mean, hey, shit. Ha that's how shit happens, you know. It sticks just, yeah, like, from arbitrary things like that. I mean, I I just like stuck with it because I was like nobody else is gonna like be as ridiculous to like name themselves James E. So like I like that's like an original name. So like I was like I'll just I'll just go with that. Like whatever. There you go. Works. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so when did you um, like? permanently depart from Milwaukee like uh so you said you moved back in 2007 so how much longer would you have been in Milwaukee until you uh left uh for I I was in Milwaukee from 2007 till the beginning of 2018 Let's see. okay and, and then, then I I moved to LA sure um was it for was it for work? No, it was. Uh, it had actually, I I had no job to, like planned out or anything. Like it, like I'm gonna be completely transparent. I moved out here to put myself in rehab. Oh, okay. So there was like a rehab facility out here that I went to for about like eight, nine months or so. And uh, I just 
you know, wound up staying out here. You escaped the winters. It's so <laughs> bad this year. It's so bad, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It was like polar vortex this past week, but I'm just going to pull up uh, your music and we can talk a little bit about like what you've dropped recently. Right on. Yeah. So 2020. So it started with the song Switchblade, which has turned a year old. Uh, tell me a little bit about that song. Uh, so I had, I, so the release for that song was with Recall Records. And uh, the thing you guys know, um, you know my homie Sammy Anderson. Oh, yeah, he's he's been on the show. So he uh, he had a a release with Recall, and it was it was an EP, and then they did a remix EP. And then I wound up having a remix on that EP. And then I met the owner of that label and he, I, I was just like sending him some music and everything. And he was like, yeah, I like that one. He's like, this is like, you know, nobody is really releasing this kind of like, like techno vibe or whatever, whatever it is. It's like techno hard style. I like, you know, it's kind of uh, not like, okay, this is all like dubstep music or whatever. And like, it's, you know, it's pretty, uh, I'd say for me, even like, I don't really produce that style of music, but I thought it was pretty interesting too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Oh, um, and then the one with the condom like this it, it's like bass house music yeah. so like the thing about that is like that also has to do with wesley who is the uh he owns recall records because that came out on uh oral sex records oral like oral not like yeah i remember this well because this is like this was the first song i covered of yours on breaking and entering like the yeah awesome yeah so I think that he, was... he had that's a uh that label is a uh that, that was founded by birthday party who is they're a uh, edm duo out of chicago and they were kind of just like i don't know if we're gonna keep doing this or whatever and Apparently Wesley from Recall Records wanted to kind of keep that vibe going. So he took over all of that. He's like probably one of the hardest working guys that like I know. So he's doing a really good job with all that. Oh, shout out to Wesley. Yeah. Yeah, that's tight. Oh yeah. Um and then sauce. This is a really interesting one. Um, like 
make the bass really dance on this one. I, I like this song a lot. Thanks, dude. Yeah. That's some, yeah, that's like dubstep music. Yeah. That was my uh, first release with Play Me Records. I like I'd send them some stuff here and there. I never I I really didn't get into making dubstep music. Uh, like not really like as much as I do right now. And they were like, this is cool. Like we want to throw this on a uh, compilation. They like they had never done like little mini compilations like that before. And they were like, we want to just like, you know, start doing these little compilations and you want like us to put it on there. And I was like, yeah, that would be pretty tight. So I really like how you don't put yourself in a box at all. Like you, you do kind of like take jabs at like a lot of different kinds of producing. Um, I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, I just never wanted to like limit myself or like just be like, this is only like whatever, like electro or, you know, I, it's, I've always like taken the opportunity to do something like multifaceted and just like, I, like, it sounds like kind of like cheesy, but yeah. like, you know, like, like pushing boundaries. That sounds like a cheese dick statement, but like, it's, I mean, I feel like that's, like, you know, something important within music. Oh, yeah, I agree. And uh, I, it doesn't make it any less like applicable like as you know, cheesy as it might sound to verbalize, but I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's like the direction a lot of artists are going these days of like, you know, taking a really vast array of influences and ideas and culminating it into like what makes you a an artist with limitless potential, so. Yeah, I, I have mad respect for it. Um, you have the CP um, that you dropped, I think it was in September, Blow a Fuse on the Floor. Uh, this one was with Eric Morgan. Uh, tell me a little bit about this one. So I, um, that okay, so I went to a, while I was out here, like, I'd say, Let's see, like this was end of 2019. I took a uh, Ableton course. It was like Ableton production course. And my homie Eric was in that as well. So we, uh, we kind of like stayed in touch after that and uh, we we'd like started this project with like all these other dudes in the you know in the class and it kind of was like throwing this project around whatever some people were like just fucking around on it and 
but like i i guess like we were the only ones who really like stuck with that and like i kind of just like gave it a big facelift on that and then decided to uh release that and then it's also another track that of mine too it was like a another like bass house track there like there really wasn't a concept or anything behind it i kind of just had two tracks that were like you know kind of the same genre i thought they would go together yeah that makes sense for sure so shimmer and total annihilation so um i must say that uh so with like you know the direction you take the bass on these two tracks i think is very um uh it's relevant to the way a lot of people feel right now. <laughs> like I, I liked it a lot. Um, Thanks, just, man. Yeah, that it, it it's uh, it, it was like it was really intended to be very cinematic esque, and I like it's it's kind of like a derivative from the like the film Annihilation, mm-hmm. and like it was. You know, it, it was completely inspired by that movie, but like without even using any samples or it's just, it's all original music, kind of just like my own vision of that. All right, I wrote this track up on the, on the site as well. And I want to remind myself what the specific verbiage I used was because yeah I said shimmer is a heroic banger that sounds like a ship out at sea where the bass drop is a wicked storm hitting but the ship emerges triumphant against a terrific battle of elements and then total annihilation on the other hand is like a war against outer space invaders where the bass drop is like you flying out in an escape pod (laughs) that's I, I think that you succeeded in making it cinematic because both of those scenarios, I guess, that I thought of uh, are very, uh, would require a lot of uh, cutting edge special effects. Yeah. That all being said, man, uh, I'd love to hear about what you're working on now. Um, let's see. So I, d- I have a three song uh, demo reel that I, I finished that uh, sometime at the end of this past year in 2020. And I, uh, I'm just like kind of like sending it around, seeing if I, like I, as far as like right now, I don't think many people have listened to it yet. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, going to come out so eventually i do have another separate ep that's coming out on recall records and that's out march 1st i believe okay so that has uh that has a lot of collaborations on it as well um a lot of good homies on there and uh so let's see there's a there's an online uh music event 
that I'm going to be either I have a special DJ set involved in that. So that's also through our record, our recall records as well. And I should have like some sort of like that. That's like happening next weekend. So I should probably have uh, some promo for that coming soon. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that is right now, but somewhere yeah well i look forward to it uh looking forward to what you have coming up um, thanks dude yeah there's a bunch of uh original things actually like there's songs from that uh demo reel in there too so a bunch of stuff that nobody's heard yet so sweet hell yeah we love to see that um do you miss milwaukee i do a lot of great people there. A lot of, you know, my my mom still lives there too. So, yeah, great place. But I don't. I really don't miss the cold at all. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I like. I I feel like I've become so sensitive to that. Like, yeah, I'm like now. It's been nice in like seventy right now, and I'm like totally fine yeah you're wearing a tank top like I couldn't. Yeah, it's, it's like perfect weather <laughs> yeah. yeah man um where like when you would do shows like in milwaukee like where would you normally where did you typically do them uh i i used to have a residency with my buddy mike over at rumor I don't think that place is still there anymore. It was on first in Pittsburgh. Oh, sure. Okay. Um, also had a residency over at Bad Genie. Oh, yeah. We did uh, the Get Off, which then moved to Oak. And then Oak became uh, Site 1A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, so yeah, I've played at all those places. Miramar Theater is a great spot. Oh. Oh yeah. I used to live right next to the Miramar. Turner Hall. Turner. Oh yeah. That would be a great place for the kind of music you make. I'm sure that would be really fun. Yeah. Um I mean like you know, dating back to like like mid to late two thousands. Like the places, like all, like these places that I've played, like don't even exist anymore. So like, I, I don't even know like what they would be or if they're like still there even, I don't. Well, the Mar is definitely still yeah. there. Do you work on music like every day? Like, it, this is a good question because I like need a little bit of motivation now because <laughs> I at one point like this past year I was literally working on music every day and it, it just felt like I was like I, I did not feel complete or like I felt like there was like something wrong or like I like I wasn't being productive if I wasn't working on something as far as music goes and then if I wasn't doing that 
I'd have to be like learning how to do something. So like at least, you know, something like that. But I just like, I had a, uh, I did a nice little winter break and I was like, I'm not gonna do any music. Cause like, like at the end of every year, the music industry just shuts down. So I had off work and I, uh, I was like, I'm not gonna do any music. And I didn't, it, like, it kind of like bothered me that like, it's not because like I wanted to do that is because I just couldn't write anything else. So I was just, I don't know. I just got like a really bad writer's block and it was, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like hard to come back from that after like just so much like feeling of unlimited creativity and it's just yeah it I mean it's it, you can't really let things like that bother you though because it's it's gonna happen eventually at some point and yeah. you know you just kind of like go with it yeah I agree um especially right now I mean, like, I know that some people are, you know, like being in quarantine. Some people are thriving right now with like putting stuff out and creating. Like, yeah. And that's cool, but some people cannot find that capacity because people are in such limbo. So, either way is, is valid. Um, it, I guess it all just depends on the artist, but yeah, I, I've gone through phases of that too, um, lately. So I know exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate you being on the show, man. It's been great to talk to you for sure. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Um, no, on our way out, I ask everyone the same few questions. Uh, as you close out. And the first is what keeps you up at night? Like th this is, <laughs> this couldn't be any more relevant because <clears throat> like there's, the, I have these neighbors upstairs that are just horrible. And I don't know what's going on, but like there, it just sounds like there's kids like running around like it's like 11 p.m midnight i mean I'm, I'm taking this like in the most literal sense though because yeah. you know, i know you kind of like mean something else and like if i'm like thinking about something or but <laughs> i i just i you know i kind of like had to say something about that oh yeah i mean really people answer it both ways <laughs> that's valid i i have really shitty neighbors too they make noise at like 5 a.m and it wakes me up so yeah it's the worst man what well, the second question is what puts you to sleep um you gotta do that deep breathing yeah it, like breathing exercises are great even you know also like taking a break from looking at screens and uh, like these these glasses right here, these are uh, 
These are just blue blogger glasses. I wear these like I, all I do is stare at a computer screen all day. So like this is it's really good to uh, not really. It gets like very intense. So yeah. that and uh, like the water, you gotta drink the water, dude. Yep. Always. I. Yeah, dude. I it's just because like. I just found this actually. This came out. Uh, it's caffeinated water. Oh, tight. Damn, I, did, I should I, get I didn't some... know this existed. This is amazing. But yeah. Damn, I, I really should. Yeah, I should get my hands on some of that because I love sparkling water. So that would be ideal. Maybe I could cut down on some of that coffee. <laughs> um, yeah. That definitely helps. Yeah. Thanks again, James Dees, for being on the show. Thank you. Yeah, for everyone watching, I'll be tagging uh, James Dees uh, so you can check out his music. And we look forward to what he's got coming up in the future. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy, as always. See you next time.